0: It's Monday, June 28th. I'm Rudy. Watched a movie this weekend about a guy who lied to a girl to impress her. It was called Every Guy on the Face of the Earth Since the Beginning of Time. Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. What's happening, everybody? This is a long walk to Cleveland. Thank you so much for subscribing to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher every day, 9.45 a.m. Central Time. We go live on Instagram. It's just at Rudy underscore Pavich. Well, wow, what a weekend. Tattoos, Bucks win, cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. But first, got to say what up. What up, Bellamy Jack? What's up, Jules hoopty What up, guy? What's up, Nicole? Hello, Danielle. Char, nice to see everybody. Already today... Hi, Kendra. It has been a uh, whirlwind of a weekend. My goodness. So, started out uh, Friday night. A couple of you guys may have already seen some of the posts that we put up about it. Uh, Friday night was the Z-Fest Awards. Radisson Blue at Mall of America. Far too... Hoity-toity for this guy. My daughter and I kind of... My daughter was like, do I got to wear something nice? I was like, eh. If you could just not wear something athletic, le- you know, athleisure wear. And she said, absolutely, I can do that. And she, uh, she, I don't know, she pulled out like a like a one-piece jumper thing. She's like, how's this? And I was like, good enough. And then her mom saw her and was like, you're filled with wrinkles. I was like, I don't think anybody cares. <laughs> it's going to be a dark room anyways. It's not a big deal. So... Uh, yeah, we were up in... Um, we were up at... Oh, man. We got up to the uh, Radisson Blue and finally sat down, watched all the, the 10 best films of the fest. They were great. Everybody did a fantastic job. Some were like, just lights out good. Some inspire you so much, you know? And the fact that you're sitting in a room with all these guys. But then uh, I got to the award for Best WTF Moment, which... For me, there's no, like, comedy award at Z-Fest. There's not, like, a best com- best comedic film or anything like that. It's just, it's usually best films are all dramas. And that's the same way with almost every award show. Which, n- there's no knock on any of those dramatic shorts, but comedy is a thousand times harder, you know? Ask anybody who does drama. It's like, alright, go be sad. Now be funny. It's, it's almost impossible. What's up, BJ? How are you, bud? Alina. Hoopty, no parade inside lake this weekend. <gasps> a pox upon me. We know who most of those people voted for. I can't believe that there isn't a frickin' <laughs> A parade up there this weekend. Silly. What's up, Scooter? Hi, Auntie Reedy. Uh but yeah, it was uh it was nice because the, the award came up and when they made that announcement that we won, man, I I I don't know. For whatever reason. Like, there's accolades that you get in this business, and it's nice, but for that, I've always said, and I've told these guys in radio many times, take all the money and just shove it. I don't want it. I don't want any of it. I would much rather have people's recognition. I don't care about the money. I don't care about how much money... You you know, most of this stuff you actually lose money on. You lose a lot of money on, actually. So, the fact that, you know peers are telling you that it was a good piece of work that is what i really get into this business for i like doing it it's great um and i don't need the recognition because when you're 40 you stop caring you know but it's nice when people tell you that it's it's good because that's why you do it you do it because they laugh they have a, a good chuckle out of it hearing somebody laugh uh in a theater while watching this was much more satisfying than any production award I ever won in Wisconsin or anything like that. It really it, it is so you feel that connection when you you made something and they are reacting to it in real time. It really is, man. Like that's what's so appealing about stand up. The thing about radio is radio is this uh it was explained to me one time that Radio is like bowling, and you throw a pin, or excuse me, you throw a ball, and then right before it hits the pins, this like op- opaque piece of glass comes down in front of the pins. And then eight weeks later, you get a letter in the mail that says, you knocked down seven pins. That's what radio is like. You don't know if it was great or not, you just throw it out there. Podcast, kind of the same way, it's a little bit more real time, but... But hearing people laugh in a theater or being in a room when you're doing stand-up, and you get that immediate reaction. It really is. There's something about it. There's a high that you get from it. And, uh, yeah, it was great it, to hear everybody, you know. And especially when they made the announcement, I was just like, I'm, man, there were so many good films. That The fact that we took home a little bit of hardware was unbelievable. And then later on in the evening, my daughter was, like, kind of getting tired. She thought, can, I, can we just go home, please? Like, I'm, I'm getting—and I was like, oh, I'm almost wore out, too. I mean, it was a long— ceremony it's like three and a half hours and uh i said well let's just stick around for a few more awards and then about three quarters of the way through the show louis anderson one of the best best comedic minds to ever come out of minnesota is a part of z fest he's been a part of z fest now for a long time and every year he does louis's favorite and I thought, well, there's so many good awards. There's no way that we'd ever win Louis's favorite award. And then they put his face up on the jumbotron in front of everybody, and uh, this is what we hear. Maybe. Ah, <laughs> uh, come on, guy. Really, not going to play for me? No, I guess not. All right, well, never mind then. That's all right too. I'll just kind of give you a uh, a quick rundown of what Louis said. He was like. Z-Fast, favorite, goes to Team 10, Rudy Pavich, Rapid Pen Productions. It's a pretty, ter- I don't know why Louie and my Louis is East Coast, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, I was blown away. In fact, my buddy Justin had said, I wish I had a video camera of you watching the video of Louis because that was the best, the most priceless reaction ever. I just, I couldn't believe it. And especially, I may have talked about this a little bit, but I was listening to Louie Anderson a couple of months ago, and I do take a little shit from my mom um, about like how much I work. My family does kind of get down on me a little bit. I, I know it's annoying to them. I get it. But I was listening to Louis Anderson on a podcast once, and he said, you can go work eight hours at your job, or you can work 20 hours for your freedom. It's your choice. And that is, that's really stuck with me. Because I started looking at my time not as like, you know, the anxious. I, I don't know. It would always cause anxiety when somebody would like hit me up and be like, hey, can I get this done? I need it right away. You know, I need an Instagram post. I need something captioned. I need something photoshopped. Can you get it done immediately? And I always be like, God damn it. I'm trying to get out of town or I got my daughter. I got this thing. Yeah. Ugh, and it was just, he's so angry all the time about it. And then when those words hit me, when he said, you can work eight hours at your job, or you can work 20 hours for your freedom. I was like, that's that's what we're doing here. We're working 20 hours so that you don't have to go back and keep working for the man. Keep doing those things that you don't want to do. Go work 20 hours at the thing you really want to do. And even though you're going to be tied up, it's 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 freeing. It's, it's weird. And anybody who is in that hustle mentality understands what that means. So... It really resonated with me when he said that, and then the fact that he was, you know, gracious enough to award us the Louis Favorite Award, and that's a big one, man. I was talking to Derek Hughes, who is the uh, Derek Hughes. You might re- remember him. He was a, he's a, a magician. He's from Minnesota, and he is he was on America's Got Talent, made it quite far into AGT, and he was the host on Friday night, and I was standing up on stage. And he said, uh, as I was walking away, he shook my hand and he said, you know, man, he goes, this is a, that's a big award. That's a big one. To have his opinion, that's a big one. And I, and I, and I agree. That guy, has, he's been there, done that so many times. If you think about it, it, was funny because my daughter and I have watched Coming to America. I've showed her that film before. And Louis Anderson is in that film. And Eddie Murphy had this story when the new Coming to America came out where he talked about why he put... Louis Anderson in the movie. And basically, the studio came to him, Eddie Murphy, and said, you need a white guy. And he said, why? And he goes, because we just need a white guy. <laughs> and Eddie went, all right, well, who do I get? And the studio said, just get the funniest white guy you know. And he immediately went, Louis Anderson. And that's how Louis Anderson got the part. There was no audition. There was no phone. There was just, he called him and went, You're the funniest white guy. The studio needs a funny white guy. I'm choosing you. And Louis went, Absolutely. And put him in the, in the movie. In the fact, he's been knocking around that long for that amount of time, putting out that great a work. I don't know. For me, like I've said, you can take all the awards, you can take all the money, it doesn't matter. I would much rather have a guy like Louis Anderson shake my hand and go, This was good. That, that is rewarding enough. I don't need anything else. Obviously, you can't pay the mortgage with that, so a little bit of money would be very nice every now and again. But it was awesome. Yeah, it felt really, really good. All right, fast forwarding off of that. Enough of the goddamn patting myself on the back. Uh, Moving over to Saturday night. So I see Mira is in the live feed right now saying, what up? What up, Mira? Met her and her husband. She came out to the show at Camp Bar on Saturday night. Thank you so much to Shannon Paul and Katie and Shiloh Blake and Tiffany Norton for having us out. It was awesome. That was a good show. There was a couple people in the crowd that that book for some comedy venues, and I was like, I got I to gotta put on a good show tonight because, God damn it. <laughs> we got to get more than just... Don't get me wrong. I'm very grateful for the seven-minute sets. But it would be nice if somebody was like, Hey, you got a half hour? And I'm like, Yep, I do. And they'd be like, Let's do it. But it was really nice hanging out with you guys. Really do appreciate you coming. It was fun. It was a great show. Um, I had a couple of clips. But as I was going back and listening to the audio, I'm like, Man, unless you got like a captioned video in front of you, it's tough to hear some of it. So I was like, Eh, we can just blow right past it. But it was good. A couple of improvised moments. Everybody had great sets. That was a, a lot of fun. And then moving into Sunday yesterday again talking about people's time if you've ever been tattooed and especially like a big tattoo and you n- realize like how long they can take to be able to get done uh I think some people get anxious about how long it takes you know they get to that like that like five hour mark and they're like when the fuck is this going to be done I'm tired of getting drilled in the arm a uh, couple of things number one uh, you're paying for it so enjoy it while you can Uh, Two, get a guy that you really dig, who you're friends with for a long time. Because my buddy Jake tattooed me yesterday at the Minneapolis Tattoo Convention down at the uh, Hyatt Regency. And it was great. I've known Jake for just over 20 years. Uh, He was coupled up in a booth with uh, our buddy Rob from Cactus Tattoo in Mankato. I've known these cats for like 20 years. And it was like getting the band back together. It was old stories and what have you guys been up to and sharing pictures of the kids. And, you know, Rob's kid is like, when I first met him, he was like three. And now he's 22 and a half, something like that. My my daughter wasn't even a zygote, wasn't even a twinkle in daddy's eye when we all used to hang out. And now she's 13, you know. So you're watching everybody. And it's great because you're watching everybody, especially when we all met. It was like the most chaotic times of all of our lives. You know, It was it was drinking. It was staying out too late. It was doing stupid things. It was, you know, watching your friends get arrested. It was all that stuff happening. And now we're at that point in life where we look back at it and we all laugh and we get to share some good stories. And you're watching everybody get healthy again. That's like the biggest thing that I, I think I enjoy most about my 40s so far. is I'm watching everybody get healthy again. Whether it be physically or mentally. I'm watching everybody figure out all the problems that they had in their 20s and parts of their 30s. And they're like, okay, now we're figuring out how to correct all of those things. You know? Figuring out like what a good diet is not just sticking a bunch of extra chemicals in your body because they tell you this is how you, this is how, this is how you're supposed to do a cleanse. Take a bunch of crap, put it in water and then suck it down. You know, all the chemicals you're trying to get out of your body, you got to replace all those chemicals with clean chemicals. It doesn't work that way. But watching, uh, watching, uh, every, you know, everybody just sort of come up through the ranks. It was great. It really was. And uh, it's tough to see. I'll show you a little bit on the, Oh my God, man. Yeah. So it's kind of covered right now. I got like this wrap on it that's supposed to stay on for two, three days. The healing process of tattoos is a thousand times different than what it was when I started getting them 22 years ago. Because back then, you just like took the wrap off like three hours later, and you put some A&D ointment on it, and it was incredibly painful. And then you put a little lotion on it, and it would flake off, and it was, oh, it was such a pain in the ass. Nowadays, they got this wrap. Apparently, they use this stuff for, I guess, like burn victims. And when I say burn victims, I mean, I'm not talking about full body. I'm just saying like, maybe they do, but you know, you get a third degree burn on your, on your, you know, like on your calf. They just take your calf and they wrap your calf in this thing. And it's like, it's sticky. It's like a sticky film and it's on there for three, four days and you peel it off. And then apparently you're good to go. I've never healed like this before. So I'm looking forward to it. Cause half the time, what I was once told, and it actually worked pretty well. It hurt like a son of a bitch is You'd go into your kitchen sink and you'd bleach it out. And then you'd fill it with the hottest water that you possibly could. And then you would... <laughs> it's going to sound terrible. So, like, if, if you got your forearm tattooed, you'd dip your forearm into the scalding hot water, which hurt like a son of a bitch. And then all those pores would open up and all that plasma and all the gooey, gross stuff would come floating to the top. And you'd sit it in, you let it sit in there for 90 seconds, and then you'd pop it out, and then you'd run it under cold water for another 90 seconds, and then you'd put it back in for 90 seconds into the hot water, and then you'd run some cold on over it for a couple of minutes, and then you'd dry it off, and you put some A and D ointment on it, and then a couple of days later it'd be pretty much healed up. And it hurt like hell. That was probably the most painful way to do it, but it worked. It really did work. And uh this style is much better. And it also is, a the process is a thousand times different because Jake pulled out this, uh, it is called Tattoo Numbing Cream. That's the actual name of it. There's no like crazy name for it. It is what it is. It says it right on the side of the tube, Tattoo Numbing Cream. And we did the outline without it and uh, without this stuff. And then let those, you know, let those tears of the skin open up a little bit. And then Jake puts this salve on there. And I didn't know that he had done it. So he puts this stuff on there, and we take a 15-minute break, and I come back, and I lay down on the chair, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to kill. Oh, the under part of your arm is so tender, and it hurts so goddamn bad. It really does. It hurts. Oh, that's the problem. Tattoos look so kick-ass when they're done, but, man, the process its so painful, and it's... Ah, I can't... And I, I get cold. I get really cold every time I get tattooed, but this... This is a game changer. So there's two ways to do it. You can get the outline done and then put the salve on there, and then it will. Uh, you feel nothing. You feel. I mean, you feel the pressure, but you don't feel any pain, zero. Or the way, to, other way you can do it is take the salve, put it on the spot where you're going to get tattooed, wrap that part in Saran wrap, wait three hours, take it off, let that guy tattoo you, tattoo for about two and a half hours, reapply, finish the tattoo. It's a game changer. See, when when you're young and you're like, you know, getting tattoos all over the place at like 20, there's like maybe a four month window in between one tattoo and another. And then you get to be 40 and you're like, ah, I'm going to have to go a couple of years because I just don't want to get back into the saddle because it hurts so goddamn much. Tracy, thanks for the info. Going to have to ask for that when I get my next tattoo. Here's the thing. A lot of tattoo artists don't use it yet. So I'm telling you right now, if you go to Tattoo Numbing Cream, I think that's what it's called, TattooNumbingCream.com, it's got a girl, it's like a black and white, or maybe like a sepia-toned picture right on the front, and it's like a white tube, it's kind of got like cool, like a cool font, almost like, I don't want to say old English, but you'll, you'll know, know what I mean when you see it, and it's 25 bucks a tube, and just get it yourself, because you don't know if that person's got it, and if they do, they might not use it for you. Because maybe you're not a good enough client, you don't know. What I'm saying is, uh, take matters into your own hands. And after that, you know that two and a half hour mark, if you're starting to feel it, just tell the guy, "Hey, dude, um, I got I got a 15 minute break. I want you to slap this stuff on there so you can get back at it." It goes, you'll go a lot faster. Your lines are going to be a lot cleaner because you're not going to be. You know, there was a girl who was getting tattooed next to me, and I just saw her. wince. there. Was <laughs> you're just walking around, and especially like at these tattoo conventions. It's right in the open. Everybody's wide open, just getting tattooed. There was one kid I saw, he must have been about 19, and he was just getting the whole inside of his forearm. And he had a look on his face. He was like, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, that kid is making a terrible decision. Right now, in his head, he's like, shit, we already started this thing. I got to get to the end of it. And it hurts like a son of a bitch. The gal who was getting tattooed next to me was getting something on her leg, and I could see her just like squirming and moving and wincing in pain. And the guy who's tattooing her, I, he's getting frustrated because he's like, "Christ, lady, you got to stay still if you want this thing to turn out okay. You got to relax a little bit." And some people just can't handle it. And this, you'll be—I'm telling you, it is, it's worth the twenty-five bucks, and the shipping's like seven dollars. Buy two tubes, just because you never know if you're going to need it or not. It's it's a thousand percent worth it. The lines that Jake did on this thing were I got, a ta- I got it uh, up on my uh, Instagram and on my Facebook. But the tattoo turns out so much better because you're not moving. In fact, he's drilling into my arm and we're laughing and carrying on and telling old stories and people are stopping by the booth and they're grabbing stickers and they're asking Jake questions. And they're like, they're like, wow, man, that thing is huge. I mean, it takes up the whole inner part of my arm. It's all the real estate that was wide open. And Jake is just pounding on it because you can, because you're not feeling anything. It's a game changer. And I don't think I will ever get tattooed again without it. So check it out. I'm I'm a big fan. Uh, It is just uh, TattooNumbingCream.com and worth it. In fact, buy three tubes, hand it out as stocking stuffers, for Christ's sakes. Because now, like, now I'm feeling like, all right, you can go back and get tattooed more than once every two years. When you're young, you just, it doesn't matter. You know, you'll heal right away. But, you know, even now, like, you can feel it on the inside. Like, I'm going through some pain right now, especially because we were, you know, millimeters away from my armpit. <laughs> Which, if you kind of look at it in the right way, I was like, you know, armpit hair on top of the Lucha Libre mask kind of looks like he's got, like, a little bit of a dew, like, popping out the top, you know? Almost like a, uh, like, what do you call those things? Like a vision braid? <laughs> a vision braid of armpit hair. Sounds like an amazing book that uh, I think... uh I think Christopher uh wow oh, Christ, what is that guy's name? Oh, damn it, hang on a second. See, it's where we're looking up in real time. Uh, he's an author. Christopher Moore. Why didn't I think of it? Christopher Moore. You guys gotta check out Christopher Moore. I love that guy's books. Uh, my friend Tori turned me on to him and he um he uh he put together all these like great stories, almost in a I don't know what do you want to call it, like a Kevin Smith sort of way, where he was like intertwining all of these stories, right? And some characters that are in one book end up in another book, and it's sort of back and forth. Check out Christopher Moore. It's really good stuff. Hello, Sharon. Good to see you. Tracy, thanks for the email. Yeah, yep, for sure. Definitely check it out. Chuck, what's up, buddy? Yeah. I forgot to mention Chuck in my acceptance speech on Friday, and I felt just terrible. So, um, yeah. But anyway, dude, we'll get it rolling. All right, bud. Uh, In fact, actually, I got to call this. I got a meeting here. I got to get to. So, Uh, thanks again, Chuck. I really do appreciate it, man. And uh, make sure you check it out. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, and then check us out every single day, nine forty-five a.m. Central Time. It's just at Rudy underscore Pavich. And once again, thank you guys so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. (laughs)